Welcome to A Fork on the Road. I am travel expert and author Mark DiCarlo. I've been to over 500 cities in America so that you don't have to. Next to me, the lovely, talented, and beautiful traveling diva, Yenny Alvarez. All right, what do you want? Ah, a sandwich. Always want a sandwich. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of A Fork on the Road show, the web's number one travel and food talk entertainment show, where we bring you the most interesting and inside and uplifting uh, ideas about travel and culinary tourism and cool things that are going on in the travel and food space each and every week right here. We've pretty much recovered from our trip to Palm Desert a couple weeks ago. We did, oh, a, yes. did a live show out now, there. Now, recover is, is a strong word. We had a good time. We had so much fun. And people in the desert, they drink at night because it's so dry. And the food, food was great. so good. Food was really great. Uh, heartily recommend you make your reservations for the uh, Palm Desert Food and Wine Festival 2015. It was great. We had a great time. We're looking forward. Uh, we're going to be doing a show from the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival in New Orleans, Louisiana at the end of the month. Dr. John's going to be there. One of my all-time idols, Delbert McClinton's going to be there. Greg Allman's going to be there. Um, Bruce Springsteen's going to be there. It's going to be a great show. We go every year. We're going to be doing a remote broadcast from the uh, Jazz Fest, uh, first week of May, actually. Mm -hmm. So a lot of cool things. Uh, summer, summer's coming. Spring is here. Even the Midwest is starting to thaw. And I think that's going to make people start thinking about travel. Travel and festivals and food. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can't travel without eating. I mean, you can, but you'll eventually die. Well, to tell you the truth, that's what I look forward to. I look forward to what kind of great food I'm going to eat on vacation. Why can't we have great food while we're here at home? Because we have to be on a diet so that we can eat when we travel. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a vicious, vicious circle. We got a great show for you lined up today from Empty Leg Market, which is not what you think it is. Elliot Schwartz <laughs> is going to be joining us. It's not prosthetics. <laughs> no. Uh, we have another great invention from uh, the quirky people. Christine Torpy is going to be joining us, telling us about Porter, which is a great thing to have if you're going to be barbecuing outside. And from Whole Foods Market, Karen Fermansky is going to be talking to us about Good food. Yeah. How to make healthy good, food. healthy food. When we were in Italy uh, over the winter, we noticed that there are no fat Italians. No, the only fat people walking around were American tourists. Right, and I think it's because the food is so much better there. All the markets are open-air markets. All the vegetables are very colorful. They're fresh. There's no preservatives. Yeah. The meats and the cheeses, all the same thing. And, and It's all on the fresh ingredients. Right. We felt great when we were there, and then we came back home and started eating preserved. We also walked our butts off. Right. Well, it's Italy. You can't really drive in Venice. You can, but you would drown. <laughs> uh, and there's plenty to see. But and we live in L.A., so you can't really walk in L.A. Nobody walks in L.A. They made a song about that. They did. So we're going to be talking to Karen about that. Just about... Healthy foods and... Quality, healthy foods with which you can make whatever delicious recipe you want to, whether you're at yeah. home or away. But it is springtime, and it is time to... Uh, Travel. If you have some questions, you can call us on our 24-7 voice box. Our number is 424-250. Fork. That's 424-250. Fork. And if you missed any old shows, you can catch up on them at a aforkontheroadshow.com. We are the... Or iTunes or SoundCloud. iTunes, SoundCloud. We're everywhere. Uh, we want to thank you. We're the number one food and travel entertainment show on the web. Uh, we're closing in on a million subscribers a week, so please tell your friends, subscribe to the show. We'll get, You know, we should give out a prize to the millionth subscriber. We should. What should that be? I don't know. I'll take suggestions. Yeah, give us a call or email us and uh, let us know what we should give our one millionth subscriber. A lot of people listen to the show every week, and thank you so much for that. It was great to meet all our fans who came out and uh, saw us live at Palm Desert. 
Hopefully, we'll see a lot more fans down that in New Orleans. Uh, I think I'm probably going to be drinking more in New Orleans than I was at Palm Desert. Yes, I think we are, too. <laughs> the gonna, nightlife there is insane. It's going to be a fun time. So spring is coming. People are starting to plan little trips and getaways. So yeah. what do we have? What's going on the, this week or the next couple of weeks where people can, if they want to get a quick little getaway, jump well, out of their house and do? My thing is, anytime that I um, look to travel when I have, when I you know want to get away, I always look at what's going on during that time. I figure out a, a place and I... Um, Figure out what festivals are going on, what is a great thing to do while I'm there. Mm -hmm. Not just enjoy the city and enjoy the food, but enjoy fantastic festivals. Right. If you're going to go to San Francisco, go and there's a cool festival on. Yeah. Like um, New Orleans. When we're going to go to New Orleans, there's a fantastic, the New Orleans Jazz Fest is there. The Voodoo Fest is there. And um, they they actually have one right before... What is it called? I think it's called French Quarter Fest. Yeah, And that it's one. a little bit smaller, a lot bit smaller, actually, and yeah. it's free. Uh, the tickets to Jazz Fest are 50 bucks a day, but worth every nickel. Yeah, you get hundreds of bands mm-hmm. per day. So my favorite, my top five festivals for April. Okay. One of them, of, of course, is the New Orleans Jazz Fest, and mm-hmm. we already talked about this, and uh, we're going to be, we're going to have an entire show from there. But, for example, April 30th for Queen's Day, where are you going to go? West Amster- Hollywood? <laughs> No, Amsterdam. They have an in, the entire city. They have like 700,000 visitors and everyone wears orange. They have parades. They have floats. They have, you know, food, everything. The entire city turns orange. That would be fun. My favorite color. Orange is your favorite color? Well, today. It's the new black. <laughs> in Chicago, they used to dye the river green on St. Patrick's Day. I wonder if you dye the... the do the, they still do that? No, because it was... <laughs> Horribly really? bad for the environment, yeah. But they did it for years and years and years. I would imagine having the uh, the canals orange in Amsterdam would be the same thing. Huh. I don't know if they do that. I know that um, they have the floats with all the, the orange, everything. And that's a fun city. Parade. Would love to hear if uh, from somebody if they end up going. Yeah. Um, if you don't end up going to Amsterdam for the parade, there's always the Angola Prison Rodeo in St. Francisville, Louisiana, um, April 26th and Sunday, April 27th, where the protagonists are the inmates. And uh, <laughs> it's a rodeo. And that's the one, t- well, not the one time, but it's a time for prisoners to cash in and get some FaceTime with their relatives and their loved ones. And um, Do they actually ride live animals? They do. It's it's a rodeo. They they so well, they, they put a prisoner on a horse that in theory could escape and then just let no, them. No, not on a horse. It's a rodeo. It's with with um cows and not cows bulls. So I don't know if they actually get the prisoners in you know in front, but they have a prison rodeo. So if you want to go and uh, it's a prison rodeo, prison rodeo sounds you, like yeah, it sounds like a term of something that you don't want to like. You're the new guy, you're the fresh meat, and we're gonna have us a prison rodeo. No, <laughs> meet me in the shower in ten minutes. Well, if anybody asks you for you know if you want to play convict poker, just don't. Just say no. No, say no. Uh, another crazy. And must be a lot of fun is the Baby Cry Sumo Festival in Tokyo, Japan, April 27th. Baby Cry? Baby Cry. Listen to this. Sumo wrestlers, they face off um, each other armed with cute infants. And they have a contest to see which baby cries first. So they have exercises. They have a... Wait, wait, wait. So it's two actual sumo wrestlers wrestlers. with babies, like in baby Bjorns, strapped to their fat chests? Yes, but I'm sure that they don't wrestle with the babies. What they do is they they yell at them. They go, cry, 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 which in um, uh, Tokyo, Japan is, knack, knack, knack. So it's a festival designed to terrorize infants. Yes, it's a 400-year-old tradition. 
I don't think I understand. Well, the so thing it's is, wait, two fat sumo guys in yes, a ring. Yes. They have little infants strapped to their chest, yes. and then they they charge each other like they're going to no, crash into each they other. They charge each other. They yell at the baby, and they kind of torture the baby because there's an old proverb that says, "Crying babies grow fast." So whichever baby cries first wins. So and not they, a, they that, also have like they, they have different exercises. That one is not that bad because they're yelling at the baby. I you know. Yes, it is. It's a festival designed to terrorize children, and yeah. then it rewards the biggest pussy. Wait until wait until you hear this. They put like I don't know four babies in a bed, and they have um, somebody jumping over the babies. So, yeah, they have they have people jumping over the babies to make them cry. You know what? There are some elements of the Japanese culture that are just severely whacked. The whole little schoolgirl thing that those girls they dress up and they do all the stuff not on the talk internet. About that. Just no, I don't want to talk about that. Torturing babies at a festival because crying babies grow fast. It's kind of like yeah, watering plants, right? And, and that must be right because every Japanese person I see is huge. <laughs> They're big and strong and tall. They're not short and Well, if you don't spindly. like the waterworks, there's also the Thai New Year that's celebrated by a national, um, a national water fight. People from all age, all nationalities and all ages, they go to the streets of the city of Bangkok and Chiang Mai, and they soak everyone with water and clay. Especially babies. So you They want to see how, how the babies do with their heads held underwater. No, this is in, in Bangkok, yeah. in Thailand. So the festival is a Thai New Year, and it's commonly known as Songkram, April 13th to the 15th. So wear your waterproof clothes and uh, bring your water guns and get into a water fight. It's a very polite water fight. It's not terrorizing. It's just fun. <laughs> well, there you go. If you want to uh, get out Waterworks, of, water fight. Get on a rodeo with a prisoner if you want to get wet in Thailand, or if you just want to terrorize a toddler. You or, can, you know, dress in orange. Right. You can find all those links on our site, which is a foreconthroadshow.com. Um, strange. Those are That's a strange collection know, of festivals. that's why I like them. Yeah, the Baby Crying Festival. <laughs> can you, I mean, come on. It's hilarious. Well, I find it funny that you're celebrating the crying of the babies when every time I try and scare you and you go, ah, you get mad at me. How is it okay for little babies? I don't want to get scared. I'm, I'm not going to have my child join that festival. I see. All right. Okay, all right. But, you know, that's what they do. They've been doing it for 400 years. Well, then what it must be say? right. How many 400-year-old no. traditions could Who possibly be bad? are we to say anything to them? Google the we Inquisition. <laughs> Google slavery. Yeah, nothing 400 years old can be possibly bad. Um, well, you know what? That's why you listen to the show. To hear about festivals that you want to go to and perhaps festivals that, that you, you want to make fun of. And avoid, right. Um, we have a little... Bunch of great guests on the show today. We're going to start out with uh, Karen from Mansky. She is a she's a, a whole she's a healthy eating consultant with Whole Foods, and um, Whole Foods is a, a chain of organic uh, grocery stores around the country that's kind of known for not all of it is organic, but it's uh, they have healthy food. Yeah, they have healthy foods. Healthy food, and we they thought with spring options. coming, you know, people are still trying to hang on to their New Year's resolutions, and bathing se- bathing suit season is coming, so you want to get in shape and feel better. The easiest and quickest way to do that is by eating good quality food. So we brought in an expert to fill your heads with the right information that you need. Karen Fermansky, welcome to A Fork on the Road. Hi, Karen. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, thanks for coming on. We're going to talk about quality food, garbage in, garbage out. Um, and you seem to have the credentials to do that. You have one of the more interesting job titles I've ever heard. You're a healthy eating specialist. 
That's correct. At Whole Foods Market in 2010, we launched a program called Health Starts Here, and select stores around the company actually have someone on staff, uh, full-time or part-time, um, and our title is called Healthy Eating Specialist, and we help you navigate the aisles of Whole Foods Market to make healthier choices. So you've never come home at 1 o'clock in the morning drunk and had cold pizza. <laughs> Just be well, honest. Be honest, Karen. I'm not It'll going make to you feel better. that. Huh? I'm not going to say that that's never happened, but what I am here to do is to help you in most cases um, avoid having to make those late night phone calls because you'll always have something in your cabinet or freezer that might be a better choice. You know what? That's an excellent point. That, I think, is 90% of the battle. When I was going to high school uh, outside of Chicago at Bennett Academy in Lyle, Illinois, I weighed 250 pounds when I was a freshman. I was a big, fat, greasy Italian kid. And I went on a diet and I lost 70 pounds in six months and I've stayed healthy ever since. And I, th I think the easiest way to fight the battle of having junk food in your house is not to bring it home to your house in the first place. That's correct. And we're really trying to help our customers get back into the kitchen and use more whole foods, nutrient-dense foods, just more quality ingredients that ultimately are going to be more satisfying and better for you. Great. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Now, before we start, I think we have to uh, acknowledge that uh, when you go into a whole food store, you're going to pay more for food than you're going to pay for food at maybe a different kind of grocery store. Why is that? Well, there's a couple of reasons and um, the quality standards that we have with all of the food that we carry at Whole Foods Market is the first place to begin. Um, we're using um, the most local resources we can, focusing on the highest quality natural and organic products that we can sell. Secondly, we do <coughs> offer a variety of you know, more gourmet items, and it really depends on how you shop our store. When you focus on our 365 products and you're buying local seasonal produce and focusing on the sales, you can really um, shop our store quite affordably. That is true. We, we um, <clears throat> uh, about two months ago, we ran out of gas in a weird neighborhood that we had never gone to here in LA, and we walked into a grocery store to get something, and we couldn't find anything. It, Everything was sugar, candy, brightly colored. Food. <coughs> excuse me, brightly colored bags, like all the. It's like nature. All the brightly colored bags are hiding the, the shitty stuff that you're not supposed to eat. Or well, that, kids that, that grab is, it, and when you go shopping with your kids, they're gonna grab what looks good to them. Right, and know? I and I think you know when you can go buy a Happy Meal or when you can buy a burger for a dollar, you've got to ask yourself the question: Why is it only a dollar? And I think a lot of the times it's because there's so much fat and so much additives in it. Yeah, I know no one wants to spend more money than they need to, but your your body is the only thing that you have. And I yeah, think it's your fuel. Once you start taking care of it better, the the uh, rewards are bountiful and plentiful. And and we've noticed a difference just in the last couple of years in kind of changing the way we eat. And we, every chef that we talk to, the first thing they say is. You know the ingredients. Yeah, you have to have fresh ingredients. Good, good quality ingredients. And another thing, you you made you made a point. Not only is it cheap, but it's also fast and easy to go through a drive-through and get some crappy food. Um, I don't know if our listeners know this, but at Whole Foods they have the deli where you can just go and pick up already made, great, delicious food that it's also just as fast. Mm -hmm. They don't have a drive-through, 
but you can go and get this great uh, chicken salad or tuna and it's already made for you and it, it, it's all made with great ingredients so it's really quick as well and, and just to That's, be clear we, we, this is not a commercial for whole, whole foods uh, there's no money changing hands here we, we, we wanted to talk to you because you're a national outlet for quality foods a lot of people I'm sure that shop at your stores uh, do a lot of shopping at uh, local farmers markets and things and I think it's kind of the same the same idea you want to get locally fresh food and is that what the, the 365 brand is at Whole Foods well, absolutely. Um, our 365 brand is a great um, affordable resource of all of your basic pantry staple items. And in addition to that, when I um, help people shop our stores, we're focusing on the produce department and the bulk foods department. And when I reach out to the community and do events and cooking classes, I'm showing them that they want to use these natural back-to-basics ingredients. You want to avoid things with a long list of ingredients that are things that you don't recognize as something that could stand alone as a single ingredient in your pantry. Why? You have to ask yourself, why would this be in there if it's not something that I even recognize? And what would I use this for if I was cooking at home? Would my grandmother recognize these ingredients? Yeah, but these isn't things- modern science infallible? Isn't everything that people put into food for our own good? Well, that's, you know, a matter of opinion. However, we like to say that, um, you know, we're getting back to the, the roots of Whole Foods Market and, you know, showing you that um, these more natural, less processed foods are can really be affordable once you learn how to cook them. And in fact, it can be more expensive when you're buying a lot of things that are already made from restaurants and carry out. All of that really adds up. So- True. Yeah, people and people don't factor that in. We really had our eyes open last year. We went to Italy for a month and um, didn't see any fat Italians. Yeah, on, the only fat people right. were the Americans. Yeah, they're the tourists. Europeans in general, of course, are uh, thin and trim, and all the Americans—not all, but a, a large, a large portion of the Americans that we saw—you could spot them a mile away because they were big, fat, lumbering lummoxes, and and I gotta believe that has m- more to do with the additives and the crappy food that's like you just said easy to purchase. Over in Italy, you can't find bags of chips and crappy food. You walk into a store and there's a colorful array of fresh food and fruit right in front of you, and that's what people snack on. Right, absolutely. And one of our um, focuses here with our Health Starts Here program is nutrient density, really more about getting more bang for your buck with every choice that you make throughout the day. So all of those overprocessed um, packaged foods and fast foods are going to be very low on nutrition and very high in calories, especially high in sodium, high in fat, and high in sugar. And those ingredients are in there because once they make them, they can sit on shelves for weeks and weeks and months and months, and it returns a higher profit to the large corporations that are now in the food business. So it's good for the corporations and it's bad for the people, the the high fructose corn syrup. Why is that bad? We've heard that that's bad. How come? Well, high fructose corn syrup is an extremely processed um, version of corn that very far removed from, you know, the natural state of the plant. And it's, it's really cheap. And our body, you know, doesn't really process it the same way as it would say a natural sugar that you're getting from an apple where you also have all the fiber and all of the nutrients to go along with it. Or the natural sugar in Kool-Aid. 
<laughs> well, exactly. So you see that there's a long um, distance between what's truly a natural ingredient and what we come to think of as something sweet and tasty. But, you know, in fact, high fructose corn syrup is something that as Whole Foods Market as a company, we stopped carrying that in any of our products due to customer demand. Our customers didn't want that ingredient. Um, we have high quality standards and we don't carry trans fats. We don't carry artificially, you know, artificial flavors or artificial preservatives. It was more recent um, that we eliminated any products that had high fructose corn syrup because, you know, that was really our customers speaking out saying that they wanted to avoid that um, over processed sweetener. What about GMOs? Um, well, GMOs, um, you know, that's a topic that I won't get into too much, but what we share with our customers is that we have a lot of great ways for them to avoid GMOs. Mm -hmm. First of all, by shopping our 365 line, whether it's the conventional or the organic, we do not source GMOs. Also, um, any organic products in the store. Um, and then we do have a growing number of products that are part of our non-GMO campaign where you can see right on the label that they have not sourced GMOs. Now, growing up in Chicago, we, my mom started feeding us, uh, you know, she was kind of early on this health, quote unquote, health food bandwagon back in the 70s and 80s. And mm -hmm. we were the only kids in school that had whole wheat bread. And people looked at us like we were, you know, barefoot hippies living in a yurt. Right. I was one of those kids, too. Right. You got, you got made fun of. How? how yeah. and, and I think even to this day, you know, perhaps not in the big urban centers, New York and Chicago and L.A. But, you know, I travel all around the country all the time. And when you get out of the big urban centers, I think Whole Foods still has this image of where hippies go between lighting up their bongs and plowing their herbal gardens. Uh, it seems, though, you've been mainstreaming over time, right? I mean, uh, what, what, what kind of person comes into Whole Foods to shop? Well, you know, I think our clientele is just as diverse as... Is it all hippies, um, Karen? Be honest. Well, you know, this, we do still cater to hippies. We love them. And, you know, many of them work for us. But um, in general... But hippies have, don't course, work, man. Well, some of them do, believe it or not. Believe it or not. And we, um, we have stores uh, in Chicago, for example, which I can speak to um, since that's where I'm located. All of our stores in different neighborhoods really... Um, listen to their community members as far as the offerings we have. So we really adapt to, um, you know, the communities that we are in and we're going all over the city, um, expanding all the time. So it's, you know, a lot of families at my particular location, we have a lot of young families. So we do a lot of um, outreach in the community for teaching kids to get in the kitchen and learn to love food. And, you know, that's part of what we do. And that's really, that's a good point, getting kids involved in the food prep. Our friend Hollis lives in Lincoln Park, and I'm sure she goes to Whole Foods because she's a very healthy person. And she, like a lot of other people, like to just have parties and have people come over and cook. Mm -hmm. and, and it can, it especially with all the food shows that are on the air and have been for a while, it's become sort of the new recreation, you know? You go over to somebody's house and you you cook with them or you bring over ingredients and you make something fresh and delicious. And you also want things that nobody else is going to bring in. You want to get, you know, great things that mm -hmm. other people may not have heard of and introduce that to them. Um, there's one product that I love that you can, I, I can't really, I don't know where else I would find it except Whole Foods, which is the one specific coconut water, that raw coconut water that sometimes yes. you get the bottle and it's pink, mm -hmm. pink coconut water. 
That is the most delicious coconut water I've ever had. Yes, I know a lot of people seek out the ones that are pink because they think it has a better flavor. Yeah, it's good luck. It's supposed to be Mm -hmm. good luck. Good luck. Nice. Really? (laughs) Yeah. And it's like light pink. So, uh, (laughs) so some places sell more light pink than others. So, if you walk into a Whole Foods store in Seattle, it's going to have a different array of products available than one in Florida. Definitely, because um, we do try to source local products and, you know, because of demand for certain products, they will be carried in some stores and not others as well. But, you know, the standard, um, you know, our 365 line and products to do with our Health Starts Here program are really available in all of the stores. But there is variety. I'm so glad that you guys are close to uh, Miami. I know that there's one in Miami Beach and there's one by Kendall, but my parents have to drive from Hialeah. (laughs) They -hmm. have to drive like 20 miles in order to go to Whole Foods. I'm really looking forward to you guys opening up in Hialeah. uh, Again, it's when you put crappy food in your body, you're shortening your lifespan. You're not going to be as healthy. You're not going to be as able to do other things. And you just Mm -hmm. feel rotten. I, I know that people uh, are living on tight budgets these days, and the thinking is, geez, I can go to KFC and feed my whole family for 10 bucks. If I go to Whole Foods, it's going to cost me $30 or $20 to get the same stuff, and then I have to cook it. But I think... Or you can buy it from the deli. Yeah, but I think you have to project those costs down the line to diabetes and heart disease and all the things that a life and, of eating crappy food will and that's give what I, you. That's what I keep trying to tell my parents, because my mother is uh, diabetic. She has diabetes type 2. And I, 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 I drive them, whenever I'm there, I drive them to Whole Foods. I, I, you know, I, I try to get them to eat healthy. And I do like the fact that you're catering to the surroundings. Like I did um, remember that there was a black bean soup or black bean something that um, Whole Foods was selling that, of mm-hmm. course, you'd take it to a Cuban family and they're going to look at it and they're going to go, what? Yeah. Who mom can make the black beans? But um, you, if you can find the, the better ingredients there, I mean, that's all we can ask for to keep our parents healthy. Right. And I think we just want everyone to keep looking at the big picture. And whenever I teach classes and give tours here at Whole Foods, I definitely remind people there are two ways to go about it. You can take the route that's going to take a little more time, but is going to be more affordable. Or you can take, just like you said, we can um, sell you vegetables that we've cut in the back of the house. We can sell you entrees that have been pre-made in our prepared foods department. So you have a choice of if you want to make things from scratch, you will definitely save money and it's an investment of your time. But either way, we hope that uh, our customers will start making those choices. Well, and we thank you for being out there and being available and and continuing to expand. How many Whole Food Markets are there in the country? In the country? Well, in the company, I know we recently broke the 365 mark. So we have over 365 stores. So we're, um, you know, rapidly growing because there is is a demand from the public for more of these high-quality ingredients. There's a demand for you guys to open up in Hialeah, Florida. I'm waiting (laughs) for that one. My parents are waiting for that one, so they don't have to drive the twenty miles. Well, I think a great uh, a great um, bona fide for Whole Foods is we do a lot of cooking festivals and hang out with a lot of chefs. And I'm going to say seventy percent of the time they show up and their groceries are in a recyclable Whole Food yes, bag. Yes, they are because they mm-hmm. they they know that their reputation is on the line when they're going to make something for people to taste, and they're not going to get food out of a can, or they're not going to get food that isn't. Uh, delicious and fresh. And I think if it's good enough for 
you know, uh, these chefs, it, it should be good enough for your family or you should insist on it being good enough for your family. Because if you eat crappy food, you're going to feel crappy and you're going to die young. Right. And we even do healthy eating challenges where we encourage people to try eating this um, more plant-based whole foods way of eating for a month just to see how much better they can feel in just a short amount of time. Do you have that online? Do you have like a list of your gluten-free, a list of your soy-free products, or your non-GMO products? Do you have um, a list that shoppers can print up or maybe acquire at the store what, before they go shopping? Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I would invite everyone to go to our website at wholefoodsmarket.com and then they can select their location where they would shop and you can look up by store a list of gluten-free items and the non-GMO list as well. And you can also see events. Many of our locations around the company offer cooking classes and store tours and have healthy eating specialists that can help customers um, get to know these healthier options. Great, well Karen, thank you so much. Karen, the healthy food specialist from Whole Foods. Thanks for coming <laughs> on the show. You're um, welcome. I'm sure I'm going to be seeing some of your stores soon. I'm going to be doing a new food show for PBS that's going to shoot in Chicago. And I know that uh, all of the local ethnic restaurants and places that we're going to go uh, get a lot of their supplies from you guys because, like we've been saying for the past 15 minutes, it's fresh and delicious. So hopefully I'll get the chance to see you sometime soon. Yes. Please come visit us at the Lincoln Park location. Totally will, dude. Okay. And I'm going to bring my hemp bag and my Bergenstock sandals. It'll be awesome. All right. See you there. <laughs> Thanks very Bye, much. Karen, thank you. Garbage in, garbage out. If you're eating fresh, healthy things like we used to hundreds of thousands of years ago, the, the, that's what the body is used to. All this processed food and high fructose corn syrup, all this and stuff. And weird food that people are eating all over the world. Right. Basically, if it's in a really brightly colored, fluffy package in the snack aisle of your grocery store. It's plastic. Yeah, it's probably not particularly nutritionally dense, mm -hmm. as she would say. So we want to thank Karen for joining us. And uh, Whole Foods is uh, it's a great uh, it's a great alternative. And I think is it more expensive? Absolutely. The question is, is it worth it? I think, absolutely. I think absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of money, let's say you travel a lot. Let's say you have a little extra cash and you're tired of traveling commercial, getting in line with all these idiots that seemingly have never been on an airplane before. Did you know that there is a economical way to travel? in a private business jet? I know. <laughs> Our next guest is going to teach us how we can fly like a big shot for coin of a little shot. It's Elliot Schwartz from Empty Leg Market, and we got him on the show right now. So you are the proprietor of Empty Leg, Leg Market. Market. Is, are you a butcher? <laughs> <laughs> he sells lamb. Well, yeah, what's your deal? What do you do? It's it's actually, I fill empty private jets. Um one third of all private jets fly empty, and Empty Leg Market uh, consolidates these empty legs onto a single website and provides a easy to use search tool to identify the best deals for private jet charter. Wait, wait, wait. So, one third of all, they just go up and they fly empty, or you mean there's like one guy on board and there's other seats available? 
completely empty. Every time a private jet flies one way, it either has to go back to its home base or off to somewhere else to pick up its next customer. Oh. It's empty. So this it's is, like deadheading for uh, uh, flight attendants. Uh, not just for flight attendants, but these are empty private jets. So similar to how flight attendants have to be repositioned a lot, uh-huh. same goes for private jets. So you are like a clearinghouse for all this empty availability? It, exactly. In, instead of jet operators listing their availability on their own website or through a company newsletter, uh, I basically consolidate that all onto one, one website and provide an easy-to-search tool. That is a brilliant idea. I was looking into jet um, charters, and um, they all have different memberships. They all have different ways. They all have different prices. Um, what are the prices? Are the prices comparable? Are they? What's the difference in the prices for you? And, and yeah, if you were going to buy, how many airlines uh, do you do you? Well, not airlines. How many jets? Well, if you were going to buy, if you were going to buy a, a share, or if you were going to buy legs on a private jet service, what does that cost, and what does your service cost? Because it sounds to me, it sounds like a great idea, but it sounds like it would be beyond the budget of most people. No, yeah, well, it, it, chartering a private jet is still very expensive, but there are deals out there. You know, for example, for New Year's of 2012, myself and three other friends, we chartered a private jet from Los Angeles to Las Vegas for $500 total. That's Get out of here. $105 a person. Get out. On New Year's? On New Year's. It was actually cheaper than flying Southwest. Thanks for calling us, by the way. We had nothing to do. <laughs> we would have gone. Next, next, next time. Just to go on the jet, we would have gone. <laughs> so uh, let's say I want to fly from L.A. to Chicago. What... It, it, if I, I'm guessing you have to have somewhat of a flexible travel schedule or like if I want to go Tuesday at 10, there's going to be an empty seat somewhere. Exactly. My, you know, my whole goal is that, you know, there's thousands of jet operators in the U.S. alone and wanting to get them to all to list their empty legs on our website. And therefore, you can hopefully be able to find a flight going from L.A. to Chicago at 10 a.m. on Tuesday and then a different jet that has to go back from Chicago to L.A., you know, on Friday after you're done taping and having that whole uh, system work out. But what if you don't? What if you're stuck somewhere? (laughs) You know, for that uh, Las Vegas example, it was really easy then after New Year's to uh, just go rent a car and uh, drive back or fly commercial. All right. So what would it cost, for example, to fly L.A. to Chicago? So typically, if you, you know, if you don't buy your ticket a year in advance, you're looking at about, uh, let's say, 400 bucks one way. Yeah, so, and you're, you're actually chartering the entire private jet. So, uh, a one-way flight from uh, Los Angeles to Chicago on a, a Gulfstream G4, you know, still is quite expensive and goes about for $32,000. But if it's empty, they're really just looking for to get, you know, passengers on board. So, they offer it for about half off, around $16,000. It's like a cruise ship. You know, once the cruise uh, boat leaves the dock, if there's no paying customer on board, that's lost revenue opportunity. So, I'm, I'm sorry, how many people can you fit on that G4? You can fit about uh, 10 to 16, depending on the configuration. All right, so oh, that's 1600 That's 1000 bucks a head to fly private. That's not bad. Exactly. And I'm sure in your line of business, you travel around with a crew and a lot of production equipment. I have, so I have a full entourage, Elliot, just a full... <laughs> His makeup and hair people alone. Yeah, I have a full, and security, of course. 
Exactly, exactly. I, I, I've seen Taste of America. You travel all those miles. <laughs> I would imagine for weddings, for family reunions, for bachelor and bachelorette parties. For every and, celebration. Exactly. Not just for fun, but also it makes a lot of business sense, too, for corporate executives who have to go to small, some smaller towns that don't get a lot of the service by commercial airlines. So if they have a team that needs to go out there to look at a plant, flying commercial, uh, flying private, especially if it's a empty leg, can make sense for them. And what would be the best tip that you can tell us when we're looking at your website? Like, do we do we follow the trends? Do we keep looking a few days to see what is popping up, what's popular? Um, let's say I want to fly next week to Miami, somewhere near Miami. Exactly. What is the best tip that you can give me in order for me to find a great deal on your website? About 10 days out is when the jet operators we've seen pretty much know their availability. But if you are really flexible, you know, the day before... Uh, are the best deals that are out there. So, so if, if I check ahead. and let's say tomorrow I can leave to Miami, I can go on your website and check it out and that's the best deal I'm going to get the day before? Uh, we know it's the day before, but also what we offer is a name your price feature. It's a uh, iPhone app that you can download and name your price to charter a private jet. So a lot of the times these private jets just sit there. They're very capital intensive. And so a lot of jet operators would rather get some use out of them so if you enter where you want to go to, to Miami, how much you're willing to pay, and your credit card information, you'll be notified within 24 hours if your bid was accepted by one of the partner jet operators. Wow. So in addition to group trips, what you're saying is this is great if, if you're an executive that wants to look like a super big shot, if you're <laughs> only a big shot. Exactly, Mark. You could use this. Right? I mean, I, I, I'm being serious. P pulling, like if you're going someplace for a business meeting and your client's meeting you at the airport, there's a difference <laughs> from having them picking you up at Terminal 4 at O'Hare or having you roll up in a private jet. Yeah, and, and we like to look at it as it makes business sense in the sense that time is money. And if you're waiting three hours in Atlanta, uh, Georgia, to go from Bedford, Massachusetts to Destin, Florida, you know, you don't want to be sitting there. You want to be able to get there quickly, directly, mm -hmm. and private jets offer that way. Wow. Do you also offer international? Uh, that's a great question. And actually, we do offer uh, international. And we've noticed the most popular destinations internationally for these empty jets are uh, London, Moscow, and Dubai. Dubai? <laughs> yeah, people stashing cash in all three of those places. <laughs> <They don't... laughs> What's in the box? Nothing. Don't ask questions. Just get on plane. <laughs> <laughs> they won't ask. They don't ask you what you're no, taking in there. In Moscow, they shoot first, I believe. Oh. But there's no cash floating around in Dubai. Um, exactly. These empty legs are not just an issue for jet operators in the U.S., but also internationally. So we wanted to expand the service uh, internationally. So one one question. Um, I love Italy. I'm obsessed with Italy. So right. I'm always looking around the Internet for pictures, for deals, and uh, logging onto websites. If I have a free week in, let's say, I don't know, 10 days, is that something that um, I can look into? And do you think it'll be feasible for me to just jump on a plane and go to, you know, Italy without knowing when I'm going to come back? Because then I would have to jump on the on the Internet again to find a flight. Nothing is secure. Yeah. Our, our whole goal is to get all jet operators out there to list their empty legs on our website. And so then you should be able to find those flights uh, from uh, L.A. to Italy, to Venice. And then back later on. 
we're still a growing business, but that's our ultimate goal. Great. When was the last time you flew commercial? I actually fly commercial uh, all the time still. You don't have to uh, run the business and also fly private. <laughs> What's your favorite airline or airlines? Uh, well, I am very loyal to United. And I'm in particular because they have that extra leg room in their economy plus seating. But, I mean, after flying on a fabulous charter jet... <laughs> And you go into United? It's hard to go back. It's like going from know. first class back to coach. It's a, it's a rough ride. I don't know. I'm very loyal to Virgin America. Oh, very nice. Oof. So yeah. yes, if you ever do use the service, it would probably be hard to go back to flying commercial again. Yeah. You know, you, you wouldn't be able to have your unlimited mimosas. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would be, like, let's say we wanted to go to Italy. We're going to be going back and doing some shows in Italy in the summer. Let's say we have four people and we want to fly LAX to Rome. What's that going to cost? What's what's the best best case scenario for that? Well, it's also you're 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 chartering the whole plane, right? And it has to be a large enough plane that can get you all the way from LA to Rome. So you're probably looking at a Gulfstream Five, and to go from let's just say LA to New York, it's forty thousand dollars. So you're going to double that distance, so $80,000 one way. Why is it so expensive? Is it just it's uh, labor and gas? Does it cost that much in gas to get from here to there? Time zones? It, it's, it's a very expensive uh, capital asset that uh, costs a lot. You know, even to fly commercial airlines, uh, it costs a lot to, do the, to fly the planes. And if you look at their numbers, I mean, it's, it's some flights, they don't even break even. Yeah, mm-hmm. they got to sell them out. Well, Ellie, it's a very interesting service, and I hope that we can use it sometime soon because it certainly beats sitting next to a smelly fat guy. <laughs> um, the last time I got on a plane, I was sitting there uh, on a. It's one of those. It was a connection from Atlanta to someplace smaller, and it was two seats on either side. And I'm on the plane early, and yeah. as I'm sitting there, the last guy to get on the plane had to be. 500 pounds and I see him lumbering down the aisle and I'm like oh no he's gonna he actually pulls out his own extender for his (laughs) seatbelt he has carries his own seatbelt extender and he sits down next to me and I had the divider Uh, down and he goes oh you know what I think it's more comfortable if we put put this up and I looked at him I said I don't think it is and I slammed it back more comfortable for whom yeah yeah Yeah, just to avoid that kind of scenario so basically, it was a muffin top you were sitting next to. No, he was an entire rack of muffins. A uh, rack of muffins, a whole baker's dozen. He was he had he had like a bunt cake around his belly. <laughs> well, then that should have uh, uh, been the nail in the coffin. He can charter his own plane. Exactly. <laughs> What's the name of the site again? It's called EmptyLegMarket.com. It's a brilliant idea, Elliot. And we are going to be looking out for that. Thank you very much. You know, that's something you can do. Like if you're doing like a uh, a group thing where you got 10 or 12 buddies and you want to get the G5 treatment, that, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. And if you have a weekend where, you know, you look it up and the Vegas trip is available, it's only like a hundred and something per person. Yeah. So it's really not that much expensive depending on when you go. Mm-hmm. 
So that would be a lot of fun. And we've done it. We, we flew to Las Vegas with a, a group of friends of ours for a Valentine's Day a while back. And those those private jets, they take off. You had Valentine's Day before me? Yeah, I didn't have fun. Okay. Uh, that I'll tell you about. Um, <laughs> those planes, they take off vertically. We took off out of the Van Nuys Airport, and it's like a rocket. It's awesome. And there's food and drinks, whatever you want, whenever you want Don't you it. Spill your you food can walk around. No, it was great. And you're there. You wanted the, we wanted the flight to last longer. It was really a fun time. And then uh, one of the guys uh, was doing cartwheels down the street. Oh. At the Mirage, standing on his head in his new pants, and then he ripped them. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. He did. I could say his name, but I won't. Um, <laughs> so that's a great alternative. You can check out uh, emptylegmarket.com. And if you want to be a big shot, now you can. Speaking of big shots, any guy that knows how to grill will will never be wanting for dates. You are so the grill master. Listen, I know why you say that, and you're, you're, it's not working. <laughs> okay, so... I'm, I'm a grill master because you won't do it. But spring is coming, it's time for grilling, and we found a great product that really is convenient and great if you're barbecuing, especially if your barbecue is not right next to your kitchen. We found it on Quirky.com, and we have the inventor with us here today. Let's welcome Christine Torpy, the inventor of the porter. Welcome to A Fork on the Road. Hi, Christine. Hello. How are you guys? Well, yeah, we're doing great, and you know, it's uh, getting warm where we are, basically everywhere but mm-hmm. Chicago, and uh, it's <laughs> springtime, and that means barbecuing time, and you have a really great uh, invention that I thought we could talk about. Tell us what it is, and then I want to find out who invented it and how you came up with it. Okay, great. Uh, Basically, it's called Porter, and uh, it's the one-trip grilling barbecue tray. And in essence, it's a tray that can carry all of your goods out to the barbecue grill. For instance, your your, uh, meats, your beer, your drinks, your utensils, everything. And it also has two different uh, layers so that you can put your raw meats and then when you're done you have the bottom tray that can carry the uh, cooked meats that way you're not cross contaminating which is very so, important yes it is yes. that's and exactly it's, why we came up with it and i'm i'm so happy because when that happens it kind of grosses me out i can't touch i can't put the meat in the same plate it's just i that's just gross well it's it's and it's very unsanitary too the people over at quirky sent us one of these a couple weeks ago and we've been using it and even though it's not a, a horribly long distance from our kitchen to <laughs> our grill it's so convenient because otherwise back in the day you'd have to balance i mean i would because Yenny but you're messy cook. so i'm really happy that we have <laughs> well, yeah but it's not even just messy it's balancing all that stuff you need you need your spices you need your marinade you need your meats you need your vegetables whatever you're going to put on the grill then you have to have another plate for when it's done you have to carry it all back and this mm-hmm. way you can also include beers in it so that you're out there drinking while you're cooking <laughs> Did, are, exactly are, were you an apartment dweller is that where this idea came from originally That's exactly. Um, My significant other and I basically uh, lived on a top floor. So uh, Quirky, they were looking for barbecue ideas. Uh So, you know, I spoke to him. I said, well, you're the big griller here. What do you think? uh, Something unique that hasn't already been done. So in essence, he used to put everything on a big turkey platter. And literally, he'd have to make like two trips. The grill was downstairs. Oh, it's such so a pain make... in the ass. And you're balancing exactly. stuff. It's like you're a vaudeville act. You're balancing crap. And then if it falls, your food falls on the ground. It's just, it makes what should be a nice, relaxing thing stressful. 
And I mean, to the guys, because you girls don't give a shit. You're not even, all you care about is <laughs> no, when it's done. What we care, yes, when it's done, because you are the grill master. But also, but, what baby, I first care of all, when you say mess. that I'm the grill master, don't don't think that I don't <laughs> understand. That's your way of getting out of grilling <laughs> by pumping me up. Oh my god, your it's, food is so delicious. It's my grill. way of getting out of cooking, so I just make the salad. Yes, I know. I, <laughs> no, but, but don't think I don't understand that you're, but also, you're buttering you know, me up. Let let our audience know that I can't. I don't know how to grill. Maybe. I burned the meat. You could learn. You know why you <laughs> no, overcook? No, because I always wor- because I worry that it's everything. not going to be cooked enough. Well, it's not 1945. We're not going to die of trichinosis. <laughs> uh, I love the two-drawer system because even when you're done with what you're cooking, then you stick it in the drawer. It keeps the flies off it. It keeps it warm. And it's all, it's all it better be um, uh, dishwasher safe because we've been dishwashering it. It is. That's exactly. And it's just, it's great. And as you said, you has that little connective uh, uh, tray, um, you know, that metal part uh-huh. that you can connect to it. And that's where you can carry your paper towels, your utensils, your beer, your soda, whatever. But again, the reason we developed it was because when he would carry this stuff, his uh, Coke would roll around and everything. So it was. Then you open it up and you get covered with it. And it, again, it's like a vaudeville act, and we don't need that. Yes. Yes. And when you walk from the kitchen to the grill, there's this little trail of a little bit of everything, like juice and spices all along the way. And with this container, thankfully, I don't have to clean it up because there's no trail. Or you can start exactly. cooking the grill on the grill yourself. Exactly. And it's also nice because the uh, the top trays, you get three little individual trays to put your, you know, your vegetables or your meats or whatever. And you can use it also for marinating, um, you know, before you cook. A lot of people like to marinate their uh, mm-hmm. meats an hour this. or two before they cook. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a, a whole one unit thing. So you're not using a whole bunch of different dishes, etc. I, I would think if you're going to a barbecue if you're going that, out to the yeah, park or my, something yeah, you could pack it all up and then you just stick it in your ice chest and then you've got you, you've it's got done it's like a valet it's like a barbecue valet that's exactly well, that was gonna be my next point i i see this and i um this is i would use it for parties i would use it when you when there's a potluck no you would have me use it for parties no, i don't have to grill at the party either somebody else is grilling yeah you could use it for other things than grilling but really it's it's such a it sounds like a small thing like if the if your worst problem in life is you got to make three trips to go from your house to the grill it's a pretty good life but still it's you know what if the grill is down the street well that's the what i'm saying it pisses you off it, it's 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 a, a really clever clever idea and i salute you tell, tell us Thank a little you. bit about quirky uh, quirky we've had uh, another quirky inventor on the show and it's really kind of a cool uh, idea for inventors, right? It really is. I discovered them about four years ago when they first started out. You know, their whole motto is making invention accessible. And um, I had a patent many, many years ago, 15 years ago. And back in the day, I spent a ton of money. They didn't have uh, invention sites or product development sites such as Quirky. So I came across it uh, in my Inventor Digest magazine, and they were just starting out. They were small. They had a small office. And basically, it's a site that you can go to for anyone out there if you have a product idea, even if it's an idea for a product that already exists, but you have an idea how to make it better. How to steal it and make money from it and <laughs> screw the original investor. They'll help you. Is that what you're saying? Uh, well, I didn't say that. <laughs> But um, so it's just a very, very brilliant business model that uh, Ben 
the CEO came up with it. And uh, so you can go on there. Even You can participate even if you don't have an idea because there's various levels. Oh, of so it's like Hollywood. I'm sorry? <laughs> it's, like, it's like Hollywood then. You don't really actually exactly. need to have any ideas to get money. That's right. But you can, it, it really is. It's great. You can, you know, there's the product name that you can come up with and still get a, a big chunk of the influence pie. You can think of the product tagline, et cetera. So the, um, the gal that thought of my the name Porter and the tagline, she actually won both. Porter One Trip Grilling, her name is Patty D, and she gets a nice chunk of, you know, whenever our units sell. What, did, what so, was your original name for it? Um, I just called it the two-tier barbecue tray. Oh, that's shit. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> that's horrible. That's or just, tier. That's, T-I-E-R, I think, is what I had it at. So. Yeah. And this is definitely yeah. a step up. Porter is definitely a step up. It is. It was very clever. So kudos to her. But that's, you know, it's just, and the great thing about the site is it runs 24-7. And the, um, you know, different phases, if you're a designer, you can get involved. If you have a design for the product, you can, you know, submit your designs and they're mixing it up all the time to keep the participants um, excited and involved and again if your product wins and gets picked and it gets made and now remember just because it gets made or your product get, p- gets picked there's no guarantee you're going to make a ton of money well are you actually it gives so, you a chance do, do, are you actually making money from this because i know a lot of people have ideas for inventions and things, and then they they don't bring in the market because it's too difficult to get a patent, or they they don't know how to make it, or they figure they're going to get screwed and they can't do it. Obviously, the quirky system works, but are you actually making some sort of financial gain from the sales? Are you happy with it? Um, yes, I am making some sales. Are very steady, but I can't quit my day job yet. <laughs> so maybe soon. But I'm also making money off of other other products where I came up for the uh, I came up with the name or the tagline. Mm-hmm. So it's not just Porter that I am making income from. So there are some of us on there that have made a tremendous amount of money, and then there's some of us that you know we're still getting involved and still hopeful. And you never know what the market's going to be like. Just because Quirky invests a lot of time into your product and they can invest a lot of uh, marketing analysis, there's still, as you know, there's no guarantees that the consumers are going to like it. True. So, True. But we like it. This porter is really great. You. And we got with with the official kickoff to grill season coming, I don't know, what do we say, tax day? Let's, we, tax day. Well, That's I don't know. right. You're not going to wait till Memorial Day. It's it's no. 90 degrees today in L.A. We could actually have a barbecue today. So sometime <laughs> in April, there's the official kickoff of barbecue season. We thought it'd be great to have you on the show. And uh, for folks that are interested in seeing what this porter looks like and how it works, how do they find it? They would find it at quirky.com, Q-U-I-R-K-Y.com. You can find it on Amazon. In fact, it's getting very, very good reviews on Amazon.com. Home Depot dot com and target.com and there might be one or two others great yes sounds fantastic i'm looking forward to uh letting mark use it yeah really it gives you more <laughs> gives you more girl time maybe well chris <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining us and uh good luck have a great grilling season thank you so much i really appreciate it Simple idea, very well executed. 
Yep. I will be using the shit out of that thing all summer long. And I will be not cooking all summer long. <laughs> and not cleaning up after you because. I you cook won't you be clean. Cooking. That's the rule. Okay. All right, well, that wraps up our episode for this week. We want to thank our guests, Elliot Schwartz from Empty Leg Market, Christine Torpy from Porter, and a very smart and information-filled Karen Fromansky from Whole Foods Market. Thanks to all of them for joining us. If you missed this show, or, well, you didn't miss this show because you're <laughs> listening to this, obviously, but if you missed some of our previous shows, if you missed our wrestling show last week or our Palm Desert Live uh, Remote, fun. Uh, you can find all of our shows on iTunes, on SoundCloud, or on our website, which is a forkontheroadshow.com. You can also call us 24-7 on our voice box. We'll play your questions and answers on the air. The number is 424-250-FORK. And you can always email us through the website as well. So thanks for listening to the show. We appreciate your audio patronage. And we'll be back next week, same time, same bad channel, with more food, and travel insights. Until then, I'm Mark DiCarlo. And I'm Yenny Alvarez DiCarlo. And we'll see you on a fork on the road. You got confused there. You know I know, I just changed it. Give me some time. You changed it a year and a half ago. Give me time, damn it.